So I'm not really sure where we go from here. I mean, I, I put a lot of information out there and it's not easy to track with. It's so much easier just to, I mean, we get these little, these little 15 second media advertisements all you know, through the phone and across Tubi when I'm watching my smart TV. And they know how to really just kind of paint a pleasant little, you know, to feed the expectation of what our lives are, you know, how we're supposed to live, how we can play a little, you know, a little game with the Doritos and make a, a duck mouth when we eat our Doritos and, you know, everything is just commercialization now. And so it's really the, the end of the sacred. And, um, I remember when we were listening recently to Dr. Hansen recently, and, um, he was talking about the monastery of the mind and the, and the final place within ourselves where we can only reserve our real and true and utmost and heartfelt consideration those things that we cherish the most what we really believe our real opinion and when we're alone how we'll cuss people when we get angry in a true way, you know? And we just let it fly. And and so more and more now that we have these these devices and these smart cars and everywhere we go, our, our, beha- our behavior is constantly being monitored. And um, it's easy to just record all of the, the moments that you're in the presence of technology to such an extent that we can really know what everyone's really thinking, you know? I mean, do you ever get angry and just cuss a racial cuss out towards someone of the opposite. Uh, well, there's so many different different races out there. You could just pick one. I mean, does it arrive at, does it make you, when we, when we get pissed at someone who's cutting us off in traffic, we just, are we going to like say something about their gender or about their racial features because we're angry? Just, you don't care in that moment. No one's there to hear you. You can just say what you want and you're just going to give them the finger and just tell them, whatever beep right and so more and more in this way we have to have a pretend life where we get around people and we're polite in line and we all carry on with our little mask we all try to do what's socially expected for us to do social mores the things that we are expected to to take part in And and if it's rude if it's you know if someone's not doing it if somebody's standing too close to you in line, breathing in your neck, isn't that rude? What are you going to just, you know what I do? I just turn around and just start looking the other way, like right at them. This is a, this is a rule that says you have to stand and wait in line, looking at the cashier. I mean, you can turn around and look any way you want. You just do it gradually, just turn around and do like a creepy spin real slow and just start to smile. Maybe pop your sunglasses on and bob your head a little bit and just, you know, stare it at whether six inches away if we just you know you just have to just do that sometimes sometimes you just have to do what you have to do and um, and we're all in these in this kind of fix because people are playing with the dials and messing with the the process of us trying to understand who we are in a social way social norms 
so I think it's strange. Now, I, I understand how we are all so undone because people have no fixed belief system. This one past this one church, we just drove by and has a couple of signs out. It says community. That's one of the signs. And the other one says live green. And the other one says mission. And the fourth sign says worship. And they have a little, uh, you know, the accompanying symbol goes with the nomenclature and the different colors and really I'm not impressed with today's churchianity that thinks that you know mission and community and worship and living green I mean what I mean even the pagans worshipped that child sacrifice they worshipped Gaia they worshipped the earth spirit kind of getting back to that now that sense of just Worshiping the Earth Mother, and just deciding for ourselves, we can look around with our eyes, and we have our little test tubes, and we like to chemically, you know, science, Scientology, everything in the world around us, so that we can we think that we're in control of nature and the, the, the surrounding, you know, the accompanying situation. We can we can decide for ourselves. We'll go to Mars. We'll do. We'll control. You know, so we'll be, be given the, the dominion over all of nature. It's in our, it's in our, uh, in our DNA. It's in the, in the nature of who we are when we were created. But now we've taken the capacity for humanity to be humanity and to develop and to have this techno- technological advancements that allow us to use these upper end spectrum of our intellect and to have our information put to a great test and very rapidly in the wider the wider world population can really narrow down very quickly what's um what's right and what's wrong how things are working and so these kind of advancements that are hardwired into our nature they would have taken place a lot sooner I mean we had to have these tremendous bloodlettings in human history. I mean, even in Stalin's Russia, he killed, I mean, nearly 100 million people. Those represents billions of souls. So if the earth is an orchard or a vineyard and the people are the fruit, we're not, we haven't come to the fruition because there's been a constant killing back like Margaret Sanger and her the, the abortion program it really just is focused on people of color that's what you call people now right when you when you have some melanin in your skin you have a little bit of a tan a little complexion you gotta you gotta say people of color because we're polite we're not white racists right we're not white supremacists even though every every college campus in the world is, it has to elaborate this idea that we are somehow genetically racist <laughs> just complaining about someone's genes just just breaking the ice with genetically racist it's just getting over towards calling someone someone genetically retarded or genetically unfit you're going to the genes right and it would be horribly rude for people to complain about people of color's genes but it's popular now to pick on whitey so we have to pick on we have to label him as 
hopelessly genetically racist. So it's really just a way of rolling back any kind of Western civilization that had Caucasian or European people involved. And it's all part and parcel of a program. And you have to understand how how frustrating this is for people they don't understand. But today's Sunday worshipers, it's not going to get it done. See, the Lord God is an all-consuming fire. And he doesn't share his glory with anyone else. It's simple as that. It's not going to, it's not going to, it doesn't matter what you worship. You can worship the sun. You can worship community and, and living green. You can worship anything you want, but it doesn't have any meaning just because you have the capacity within you to worship. So did the Mayans, the Mayans worshiped and they, they thought that they could control the, that they could see and read the stars really well from what we understand, according to their records, but they couldn't control much because they're gone. So that's, that's, humanity always think it's going to do something to worship or, you know, we're going to let this blood. I mean, that's what's happening. We have, we're killing millions. So today, in the name of woman's liberty and liberation, uh, the popular culture would have a woman think nothing of just killing her young. And this kind of child sacrifice is something that was always really convenient in a wicked and adulterous generation. Okay, so a wicked and adulterous, whoever they think is cute, and then bam, some of them sperms get up in you, and then you need to go ahead and have an abortion and just kill that. Because that's not part of your plan for your life. You're not going to spend all your time. You're not here just to spend all your precious time in the only life that you get, your one life, and just raising them somebody else's baby, right? That's not that's not what it's all about. You gotta you gotta wear them tight pants every day. You gotta run around and, and go jogging and just keep up with being beautiful. That's what it's all about, right? That's all that matters is your desirability. The the empty venile vanity of putting out beauty in the world that that someone else might try to be attracted to or try to covet or try to hold on to or or be drawn to. Having men rubberneck in line at store trying to stare at your tight pants, right? Isn't that what it's all about? Doesn't that give you such such gratification? Being desirable. Having the form and comeliness and the shapeliness uh, of some kind of natural state that causes other men to to want to stand near you or whatever it's it's all this kind of empty nothingness and a soulless way to live and that's that's really where we're getting at guys we're getting to a point now where the way that we, there, our entire way of life, our entire culture is for sin. Everything we do is to try to enrich ourselves and put more Federal Reserve banknotes in the bank so that we can go spend it on our sin. So we can buy even tighter pants. 
and even even more luxurious cars. So when we drive by, people people will see, they'll see us in our car, our luxury car, and they'll and we'll just zoom by, and we'll and then we'll be like on the commercial, and, and we'll be, we'll be so desirable. The status symbol will be so great. It'll mean something so great about me if I have this kind of vehicle, like in the rap song. So that our entire way of life, everything we do, every hour we spend at work is just empty and bereft of any true substance or meaning. It's completely vain. It's completely debased in every way. Just like it says in the Bible that that the sowing, let's see. The, the, the sowing and the, and the reaping and the farming and the commercial activity of the heathens is sin. It's all sin. Just how it was back in the days of Babylon where they would take their entire, entire generations of youth and they would cut them open and spill their blood to sacrifice to Dagon or to, to Baal or to Ashtaroth, or to whatever God, God or whatever the, 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 the imagination that they imagined they would just stand up some kind of deity in their minds and decide, well, this is what the thundering deity wants. We have to sacrifice our children. And that was always convenient. That wasn't a real sacrifice for them, just like it isn't now. It's not really a real, it's not really your beloved child. It's just some kind of like embryo. It's not even a human yet. Just, just abort it. Sacrifice, get rid of it so we can move on and keep on having sex. That's what it's all about. Just, oh, 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 it's just about the orgasm, right? Just getting off. Squirting our, our body fluids on somebody, right? Porno. porno, porno the porno culture. Isn't that where we're at? Nothing can interrupt us from going for our jog and our leotard pants where, you know, people will get into bumpers, bump, uh, get, get tailgate each other and get into, into car accidents trying to stare at my tight pants. I'm not going to have a big old baby bubble. I'm going to get rid of it, kill it, or just abort it. That, that's what it is. It's not really killing anybody, right? We don't have to think about it. It's not murder. I mean, you're not responsible. And I would agree. You know who's responsible? The man. Whoever the guy was that ejaculated up into your ovum area and had the baby and was gone and terrified you so greatly so that you thought, oh my God, I'm left alone with this pregnancy. I'm, I'm doomed. I can't, my job, my future, my whole life is, is down the tubes and I'm going to have this brat. Instead of it being a wonderful thing where everyone's congratulating and buying gifts and lifting you up in your chair and saying, look, this is so wonderful. You're having a new life come into the world. You're so blessed. No, this is a shame. The guy's gone. He, he, he's going to get his wallet out and pay for it. That's where the sacrifice part comes in. Just get rid of it. It was just a meaningless night of orgasmic lust. It, it, it wasn't supposed to be a, a divine human soul. There, I had no intention. I just used you for a fuckhole. I didn't mean for there to be a baby that comes out after as a result, right? That's, the, that's where God had designed this. We have these sexual urges pushing us and, and driving us. That's how these families are created. That's how we love our wives. But not you, wicked and adulterous generation. Not you. Not homosexual generation. Not trans, transgender generation. You don't need any wives or marriage covenant. You don't need none of that. You just need an orgasmic experience 
that you can kill a baby and then just not think about it again. Until a couple more hours, whenever the, the hormones build back up in your system and you need to do it again. That's all it is. It's like, well, you know, it's like when the dog smells your butt. When you come in the house, you push the dog away like, what are you doing? Get, don't smell my butt. Just, just, just pure urge. I have an urge. I have to, to take care of it. I can't have any kind of baby growing up and having their urges. I can't have a baby coming out, pooping everywhere with diapers. And I can't, taking care of those babies are screaming when they're hungry. I got my own urges. I'm not, I got to take care of my own lustful needs at all times. That's it. Everyone else's lustful needs can go to hell. Every other baby that tries to come out of my sexual lust, I'll just kill them so I can keep on having my sex. So I'll be interrupted. So all my sexual urges and all my, my desires, everything I'm trying to crave for in life and my few brief moments here on the planet, go around the sun a few times, 50, 60 times, and you're done, right? No, this wicked and adulterous generation is not going to survive this. We're not going to get another chance. We're not, you, don't, you don't get to come back from that. That was you. All those abortions. We heard about one lady who had 17 abortions. That's 17 baby daddies that thought that just murdering the, the offspring, the byproduct, was just, just to keep on going, just so you wouldn't ruin the shape of the lustful figure of the woman, right? So she can keep on looking like she hasn't had any babies. Because that's more desirable when, when we fuck. I don't want to look and see like a baby belly there. No, right? That messes it up. Makes me think of, of responsibilities and children and grandchildren and college tuition and futures that aren't mine. Other people's futures. I don't want to think about that. I just want to keep sticking it in the hole because it just it makes me feel good. Ugh. That's it. That's all there is. My first-hand experience. Everyone else can just get out of the way. Everyone else is just a, a, rape, a rape victim, a fuckhole, a useful sexual urge for me. Isn't that where pornography comes in? Just look at it and throw it away like a mushy tissue. So I've been spending all this time trying to do my podcast and teach people about ancient occult history and the, the, the ancient chronology of Freemasonry and, and the, 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 the wicked pagan system of syncretism that came in and started to control religion and manipulate and control the world, this evil impulse, this evil spirit that operates in the world that just turns you into a sexual entity. That's where it's all leading to, right? That's why we need to think about homosexuality and, and heterosexuality and transgender things because it's all about penises and vaginas or chopping them off and making it, I want a vagina, I want a penis now. I want to switch. It's all that matters. is what you grind off on and what that, what that does for you. And it, everyone has to see it on your sign when you wave it around. This is what I do with my genitals. Nobody cares. I'm so sick of hearing people about people's sexuality. It's just becoming just, just, just disgusting. It's morose. It's morbid in the extreme. And half these people, when you look at them, they're talking about their sexuality. It looks like they don't need, that's not something they should even have to think about. They're wretched.
So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some of the things that matter. This, that's what's ruining men's minds. Pornography is totally dangerous. It's totally addictive. It's totally evil. No one wants to talk about it. It's on everyone's phones. And it's, it's ruining marriages. And the way that people project the sex act... having sex, being intimate, having intercourse with your partner, with your spouse, it's not something that you should be looking at like a voyeur in third person. Like peeking through the window, watching on a TV screen, watching people. You know, we, we shouldn't be seeing other people have sex. We should be having sex with our spouse and our partner. And it's something that we're engaging in and it's wrapping around us because your face is in her hair and her face is against your neck. And it's not something you can watch from an outside point of view. And sex isn't to be watched. It, it isn't a show. It's not something that we're supposed to be performative, bouncing a certain way. And it become when the pornography leads to the perversity and other areas and immorality and the lack of moral commitment. So it's just cheating. It's gonna get you cheating. And it, look, it's going to ruin your ability to walk with the Lord. And look, I'm just like any other man. That's why I got to bring this up. And it talks about when we go to worship the Lord, lifting up holy hands. Well, look, think about your hands. What have they been doing with your phone? How holy are your hands now? Like we have to go back and rethink the way we're doing this. Because our God requires an absolute commitment from us, not just some kind of like pansy game. They're feeding to you Sunday worship the way that you pull up and get Egg McMuffins at a McDonald's drive-thru. Everything is all preset. All the pews are preset. You got the hymnals. Everything is preset for you to just come in and take it. But in order to find the real worship of the Lord, you're going to have to go and look in the book and see what the Lord requires from you. And you're not going to find a commercialized, cookies-cut, air-conditioned, little like building for all set for you. You're going to have to go and find out that the Lord is not in there. He's not in Sunday worship. All the churches are doing it. It's part of the World Council of Churches. And you get the, in these international organizations, all these international institutions that have come in and they've decided if you want to have your, uh, your, your tax exempt status, you're going to do it a certain way. And this is what's acceptable. And of course, it's, it's a tying up the Vatican with Romanism, with the worship of Sunday, the way it has been for for many thousands of years, before the time of Christ. Even King David and and Solomon had to realize that the the worship of their God was going to be separated and 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 set apart. Not part of what the world system was doing. Egypt and Babylon and and Greece and and all the different Phoenicia the Mesopotamia, they were all participating in one organized program of worship, which was worship of the sun god, astrotheology. Their priestcraft would worship the sun and the moon and the stars. And if you go and look in your Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, required that his people not worship like that. They were not to worship the sun and the stars and the moon and all those things because those are the things that God made. They were just dust floating around. He didn't. He would, they were not to put their worship into those fallen, material, mineral, dead things. But they were to worship 
true God, you got to go look at the commandments. You know your commandments? Well, we don't need to be under the law of the Jews anymore. That's wrong. The Ten Commandments were set up for the people of God, for the people of Israel, and they were set up for all the Gentile and heathen nations, and they were set up forever. They're not going to go away. You're not going to go and try to worship Jesus at the cross and get out of those commandments. People are well, we don't really need to follow that. Yeah, the, one of the commandments is you shall not murder. You will follow that commandment. You're not, you're not going to go do murders and then be like, well, I don't need to listen to that because I've got Jesus now. Now I don't hear you. That's bullshit. You're a liar. Don't come and lie. You're going to go into the pit if you do that. God had set up and ordained his worship for all time. And if you don't believe that, you need to go and read it. He said it himself. It's not going to change. It's never, ever, ever going to change. Those Ten Commandments are going to stay the same. The Fourth Commandment, that's what we're getting down to. The Fourth Commandment is the day that we worship God. His day is the Sabbath day. The seventh day of the week. The day that He called for all people everywhere to rest. It's the rest day. It's a blessing from God to man. It's the day that He that said that He rested Himself. It's His seal. He sealed that day. It's His day. It's Saturday. Saturday is the worship. That's what the Jews, the Jews are on point with the calendar because they know it. Even the Muslims understand the difference between this thinking because they have a wholly different day that they like to worship on Monday. And they understand that Rome's Pope Day is Sunday and Israel, the Jew Day, the Bible Day is Saturday. It's always going to be that way. It's never going to change. You're the one who's trying to change it. You're the one over there sitting on the Pope's knee with the Vatican and you guys have your, in your church now, you have the little sippy cup with the wine and the little wafer because you're starting to do communion. This is not the teachings of the Bible. You're not going to go find Yeshua teaching you to do communion. That's some Roman thing. That's some kind of Pope thing. That's not going to get you anywhere. Those are works salvation. You need to worship the Lord on Saturday. So you're falling away is going along with watching the Netflix, going along with the pornography. They have the, the little cutie show. It's disgusting. It makes me puke in my mouth a little bit that they have these, that they're pornographizing. They're, porn, they're doing the porno to the little kids now. And they're teaching the little kids about homosexuality. These kids don't need to know any kind of sexuality. They don't need to know what adults do in their private time. These are little kids. Don't sexualize these kids. That's disgusting. That's sexualization of the kids. That's going right into the schools, and it has to do with this wicked and fallen generation that is worshiping Pope Day, worshiping Christmas, and Easter with the little Easter eggs, and the little bunny rabbits, and it's just all pagan now. And that's how Rome would have it. Rome had it all pagan. There is no Christ in there anymore. Well, we have Christmas. Christ is in Christmas. No, Christ is not there either. That's a lie. Christ is in the name Antichrist, right? When we talk about the Antichrist, his name is there, but is Christ there? No. So don't tell me Christmas has something to do with Christ. That's a lie. You're lying. Do not lie like that. That's important not to lie. And even if you don't know the difference, then you're telling lies in an ignorant way because you think that it's the truth. How perverted are you that it goes right to do with the little cutie show on Netflix and the pornography and this pornographized generation? You're pornographers. Because the next thing you know, you're going to take your phone out and you're going to start to take pictures of you and doing sex acts with and put them on the internet. That's what people are doing, guys. That's what's happening. And if you will not turn that off, the Lord himself, he said, if your eye causes you to sin, you better just gouge it out and throw it in the fire because you don't need it. 
you're going to end up in the lake of fire. And I, look, I'm in the same boat. I'm not trying to give you a hard time. I'm in the same boat. I better watch out what I look at. That's why I'm frustrated. I got to go home and I cuddle with my wife. I'm so glad to have me and my wife so that I can have somebody to be with because I have needs. And I, you know what I mean? And this, this generation, wicked and adulterous generation is just all about with the Dallas Cowboy football cheerleaders and, and with the tight, tight stringy butt uh, underwears. And it, it's all about perverse sexualization. And listen, women are very beautiful. That's not going to last very long. That beauty goes away very quickly. And these, these kids are coming up, they're getting younger and younger. And if it's all about just carnal beauty and physical lust, and meaningless, empty beauty. That's you need to go back and read Song of Songs. You need to go ahead and read. Solomon called it out. He, said, he pointed it out himself that that beauty is vanity. It's vanity. And if you have built your whole self-esteem and your ability to make men look at you and lust after you, built that all up in your physical flesh, that's just vanity. That's going to just go away. You're going to end up in the end just just like all the other older women. Just because you have to have some kind of soul there. You better have a real connection with your man or else he's just going to go to the younger ones and get his needs met. And where does that leave you? Where, where did all your beauty and your power over men with your tight pants going to lead you then? You need to have something more than just carnal beauty. That is not going to last. It's not going to be sufficient. It's, it's, it ends, I'm 42. You can see where it leads. It just leads to emptiness and sorrow. You need to have cover up your beauty and find a man who sees your face and sees who you really are. Those lower chakras, we have the chakras that go down. The, 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 you need to focus on your eyes and your mind. That You, you have to have a connection with your man in, in, in your soul. right? You have to have a soul mate or else you're not going to have anything in the end but just a bunch of babies. And then when you, you're running around with all these different kids and you're trying to date a man, another man, it gets real messy. And that's what everyone's trying to save you from. When you have your virginity and you have your beauty, this is what I tell my daughter. You have your beauty and your virginity, you better just keep it. You better not just give it away to some guy who's just coming by who wants to just try to like grab at you like, you know, you know, fat guy trying to grab a donut. You understand? That doesn't work. Where does that leave you after you just give all of your value away and your purity? You need to save that for your husband. You need to save that for that soulmate. It isn't going to be wonderful when he comes and meets you and, and sees you and he holds your hand and he, and he finally realizes that you haven't been with anyone else and you're in love and you're going to be together for the first time. That's amazing and special. And you don't just go give that away. I hate this idea I see these kids in high school who are going to go bang some guy on prom night and just get rid of that virginity. It's so horrible. It's so wicked and it's so vile. Because you desperately need that power and that virtue between you and the Lord. You need to have, a, you need to save that and ask the Lord to bring you that right man who will be with you until your dying day. So that a man who will kill for you, who will bury bodies, who will, drop, who will do anything for you. Because he loves you because you're the one thing that, that, he, that he has from the Lord. So I would just, just try to encourage you guys out there. Listen, these men... That, that, that pornography, a lot of you, speaking of myself, we're not going to come back from that. You're not going to be able to unsee it. You're not going to be able to get that out of your minds. It's going to ruin in the, the way you look at women for the rest of your life. Women, the way you look at men. They're not down there. 
That's not where the man, he's up here at the top of the chakra in his eyes. Stop looking down carnally at a man like that. Man, stop looking at women. That's not your wife. Hmm. Hmm. That's someone else's daughter that you're trying to stare at. You need to think about that. Would you like that if somebody went and stared up and down at your daughter trying to trying to peek up into their clothes? That's just getting, that's what pornography has done to this wicked and adulterous generation. It's really just truly sad. And over here I see these, these over in the Vatican there, I see these child molesters, these, these uh, child men raping, raping the little boys, Bernard Carrick, all these guys. Look at them now. They're like 87 years old. Their body is completely dead. All that lust, all that acting out in little children, it just stained them. They should have walked a pure life and they should be old men now getting ready to meet the Lord having had all that, that sexual lust just kind of dried up and gone out of their system because now they're, they're 80 years old and you no longer have those kind of sex in, instincts, those sex drives and that your body getting a hard on all the time. That they just completely leaves you and now you're just able to focus on your, your thoughts with the Lord. Imagine having lived a carnal, child raping, pedophile lifestyle. And now you're 80, you've, now you, no one's caught up to you, no one's cut your head off or killed you or threw you into prison, and now you're going to have to get old in your bed and die and go and meet the Lord with that sin on your conscience. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to get that clean off? You're going to be like, well, Jesus, forgive me. I took communion. I said my seven Hail Marys, uh, so I'm clean now. now. How, the Lord is going to come and deal with you. How terrifying is it now for these individuals of Bernard Carrick who just spent their entire lives on lust? Spent all their being, all their, their the, the seeds that they had to sow. They didn't go get married and have a wonderful, uplifting, beautiful sexual relationship with the wife. No, they, they went and acted out on children in the most depraved and like act of, of just craven and bestial and hateful sexual recklessness that you can imagine how can someone allow themselves to act so animalistic what is what what could be of any interest in a child there's nothing there of any sexual interest that there there could be nothing there that could draw the only thing that they the, the, the lust of them draws to is to, to, to destroy that little baby or that little person that young child's ability to connect with other people. It's just an act of total destructive abuse. And this is what you're going to see coming out of the Vatican. This is the kind of behavior that they accept in their priests because it destroys the populace. Because they're there to weaken the manhood. They're there to make sure that those little boys never become real, virile men. They're there to make sure that they become this kind of like homosexualized, perverted generation of kids who are transgendered with the gender dysmorphia. That's where it's going. That is the result of all this child abuse. When the parents are just going to open up to it and accept it and engage in it. Because everyone's just sexually acting out sexually and adulterously with everyone else and you know what after a while that that sexual desire gets real twisted after a while that that perverted need to 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 just penetrate someone or to just to just sexually use someone to get your needs but to just orgasm or to just spread your little dna squirt on somebody that's what it's all about eventually that just dries up and dies and you can't be sexually intimate anymore. That's what all. That's what the end result of all this sin is going to lead to. You need to stop doing it. You need to have a healthy sexual relationship with a woman. 
If she can't have sex with you every single time you want, then you need to wait. You need to bring her some flowers. And you need to go ahead and do the dishes and do the things that are required for you, for her to feel intimate with you. A man is going to be able to have sex all day long. It doesn't mean that that woman is going to... That, that's not how it works. You need to save up yourself to go be with her. You're not going to be able to go find some other sexual partner, some other adulterous, you know, fornicator to go and just take... just just ejaculate your semen on them and so, so you can go away and feel oh the urge is gone I can I can go about my business it, it is frustrating it is hard to just go around without having your, your sexual urge taken care of I guess if you just have to then you need to take that onto yourself you need to go masturbate alone in the closet somewhere whatever do what you got to do to manage yourself but you don't put it on kids and you don't look up pornography and stare at women who are what, what's up with those women What's up with those pornography women that, that are sitting there like that? Have you ever thought about what happens to them after you're done jerking off and you just go and turn off the phone? What happened to that lady? You ever think about how many of those porno actresses commit suicide? Maybe the one that you're looking at who's got herself all spread open doing God knows what with God knows who, she might have already committed suicide. You might be looking at a ghost of a dead woman who left the videos of her mentally neurotic lifestyle and, and it's usually drug-induced a lot of the porno you're watching it's drug-induced I've been around enough to know I've seen enough drugs I, I, you know when my back in my day I took drugs I can see when the people are lit up like that and they're really really super fucking high and they're having sex with each other they don't even know who each other is and they're not even in control of themselves anymore they're just acting out in the most base and perverse animalistic way like a dog who just comes in and doesn't know anybody and starts humping on your leg that's just gross nobody wants to see that but it's in us it's in our human nature it's in our desire to just to hump to rut to fuck right i mean but this is what it's about this is a podcast we're talking adult stuff here this is what it is but you have to manage yourself you have to manage it keep it in control you, you can't let it just rage like a burning fire and just everything you look at you just want to lust after your neighbor's wife and then well this lust after the neighbor's kids and lust after the neighbor's farm animals where does it all end we already learned this lesson you need to go back and look at your bible and sodom and gomorrah these men they turned away from the natural healthy affection towards a woman and they wanted to have this kind of this base reprobate carnal sex with each other listen to me if there's not a woman involved in the sex it's not sex Guys, I, we, we already went over this before. Okay, I'm not trying to bust bust the uh, bust the, the balls of these homosexual people. Hey, look, if that's what's in you, you can't bear to be with a woman, and you just have to be with a man. It's really it's really psychological. It's, there's really a psychological issue there. Nobody wants to talk about it. But really, what what are you trying to make up for? What are you lacking that you need to have a man instead of the, the, your counterpart, the woman? Is this something? A problem there with your relationship with your father? Well, what's the problem there? It's really the ultimate narcissistic masturbation because you're really just lusting after what you have. If you're saying that you want to be with a man, when you look down every morning, when you go to the bathroom and you hold your wiener and you go pee in the toilet, that's a man. It's you. So if you're wanting to have sex with another man, you're wanting to really ultimately just have sex with yourself, the image of yourself. It's narcissistic. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's, it's rude. I could get sued. People will tell me that I'm a hater. Now listen, it's natural for a man to want to be with a woman. It's obvious. It's just the way it was designed. And if you're not desiring after that natural way, then the way you're desiring after is unnatural. I'm not saying that that's going to ultimately 
make you immoral or you know, I'm just pointing out that there's an issue there because when there, there's only sex happening in this biodiverse system that we live in when there's a man and a woman having sexual relations together. Their pieces fit, their pieces go together. Now, if you don't have a woman there and you're just a man and a man, then that's not natural. There's no sex, there's nowhere, there's no hardware for it to go together. The two wieners can't mash up together they're gonna talk like fifth graders. The two wieners can't mash each other into into having sex. Okay, you can you can you can grind your wiener up against a fence post. It doesn't mean you're having sex with it. And then if you want to jam your, your your wiener into the into the dude's butt, that's not that's not natural either. But the truth is is that even a woman has a butt. And if that was just something that was so awesome that just jamming your wiener into a butthole was just so great, you could do it with your wife. You don't need a man still. There's no point in having sex with a man unless you're just avoiding having sex with women. Because maybe you want to be able to just pull up to a rest stop by the side of the highway and jump out and look in the bushes and there's some guy jerking off and you just have sex with him right now. It's instant gratification, instant lust, instant sexual fulfillment. There is no relationship. There's no actual sex actually happening. You're just, you're just getting, you're just orgasmically masturbating with someone who's helping to masturbate you. That's not sex. That's not an intimate relationship. That's not marriage. Okay, I mean, the, I, this is the way it is in a wicked and adulterous generation. In a porno culture, this is just how it is. This is how this is how everyone. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to admit to the truth of this reality. But that's what we're dealing with. So, I don't say these things in order to upset you. I just it, it's because I love you. That's why I'm saying these things because I can see how people are struggling. How they they expect to meet up with what the, the culture is throwing them and, and, and when they when they participate in the culture in every way and they engage with what's supposed to be acceptable and they dance the Beyonce dance and you and you watch the football game and you look at the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and, and you do all the things that the culture says you should be able to do and be fulfilled, you're left empty. And, and you're left with a depraved, darkened, jaded heart. And, I, and you know, look, I'm someone who has struggled with all these issues we're talking about, just like everyone else. So maybe, hopefully not. Maybe you're someone who's been wise and hasn't had these issues. Trust me, just leave off from that. Do not, pornography is very addictive for men and it's very destructive. And it, it has everything to do with whatever you're seeing going wrong with any man at any given time in this culture. It doesn't matter how he tries to carry himself. If a man is, is someone who periodically and regularly looks at pornography, you can tell. It's obvious. It's obvious when they're not being disciplined by their need to please and be with a wife. When they're just going out to the bar and, and, and smashing pussy, right? Isn't that a respectful way to think of it? Just smashing pussy, right? When you go, and that's all you do, just live in a carnal way, just, oh, my, 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 my testosterone juices are filling up. I gotta find a way to, 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 to sex, be, be, have sex with a woman. And that's where all this, the, the women just purchase the man. Like, like bread, like just like nothing because the men are owned because they have to whip out their money and go and, and there comes a woman strutting along and he just, he can't resist it. He's got to, you know, the prostitution thing. The whole thing is this, it's biblical. It's epic. It's the nature that we are struggling within us. And you have to recognize it was made for a purpose and for a reason. And if you don't get it right and you can't get this area of your life right, you're never going to be happy. Your life is going to be totally screwed up. And you can't give in to that urge. When you know, when it's, it, I'm, I'm never going to say anything about women, because men want to complain about women and aren't doing this and prostitution. No, no, it's all on you, man. It's all on you. 
if, if, if these men in this culture would get their shit together and they wouldn't be out there at these strip clubs, there wouldn't be any strip clubs. If there was no clientele coming into these massage parlors, they wouldn't be there. Okay, these men are bringing themselves down and they're really just making themselves look bad and the whole man franchise is being ruined by these carnal, lust-filled idiots who can't keep themselves under control. And if you if you can't keep yourself under control with a massage parlor, you're not going to be able to keep yourself under control with the pornography. And if you can't keep yourself under control with the pornography, you're not going to be able to keep yourself under control with your neighbor's wife or, or kids or, or the animal crowd. It goes all the way downhill, man. It goes all the way downhill until you ruin your ability to be intimate and be sexual in a real, true, and spiritually edifying and renewing way. A way that when you're with your wife, you know, the, the way that that builds you up and builds you her up and helps you to evolve to your next stage because pretty soon all that all that the juices all the hormones all the erections all the swollen glands it's going to go away it's just going to drop like dust on the ground and you and your partner better have something there that was more than just orgasmic more than just sexual pleasure based because that's going to be gone you're not, it's going to be, it's not going to connect with you anymore when you watch, even me and my wife, we're going to our 40s and we watch all these just ridiculous movies where the actors sit on and start making out. Like, you know, I don't need to see the actual, the actors actually physically almost have sex where, where their body parts are together. I mean, got to put a little sock there. It doesn't matter. I mean, that the people are very basically experiencing the intimacy. I don't need to see that, right? I don't need to see it. Because it's not something that we, you want to be visually stimulated at all times. It becomes raw. It becomes painful. It becomes something that is not exciting, but it's actually, it shows you how weak and fragile and ignorant the people are who are engaging in this wicked and adulterous generation. And that's what's happening. That's what's going on all around you. That's why nothing makes any sense. That's why the politics is so ruined. Because it's all cored out. That's what this whole thing about pedophile and adrenochrome when you, when you get to the part where you're just eating the blood of the kids you're just like basically like a zombie you, you're no longer having any pleasure at all okay you're no longer having any pleasure between your legs all of it has become totally dead and that's what's so sad instead of just living into your in, into your uh into your uh, older years having a nice emotionally fulfilling beautiful uh, connection with your spouse all you're having is dead soul dryness and if you look in the scriptures the lord discusses this in detail but you wouldn't know anything about it because you don't read your bible right that's just that's that's just going to interrupt game time it's time to go golf it's time to go on the boat it's time to go you know get all the other lady lady folks popped into their their g-strings and their little bikinis and nobody's swimming Right, nobody's gonna swim, but we gotta all have our bikinis on and pop our, our body parts out, even though we're getting older and it's really just kind of like losing its whole thing. But don't cover up though, right? Get all the women together to all have to wear bikinis. I, my, I'm not gonna have my wife come out and hang out with these people when they're all like trying to do some kind of like, you know, like bikini show. Like it's bullshit. The way you're living is bullshit, and it's weak. So now that you're getting old, you're gonna keep up with the weak shit. Listen, you need to cover it up. You need to be a grown-ass man. You need to put the porno lifestyle away. And you need to decry it like I am. Decrying them. I'm kicking against it. I'm not going to accept it. I'm going to rebel and fight with all my energy against it. Because I don't like what it does to me. I don't like how it ruins my relationship with myself and with the Lord. And just It, it makes me part of this group of wicked men over here that just go around with their dicks pointed everywhere they go. And I'm just sick of that shit. 
I'm sick of being a part of a culture like that. I'm sick of watching these people go in and pretend like they have Christmas presents on church. And they, you don't know God. You're not with the Lord. I don't care if you go into like green living community, uh, you know, worship. Your church is fake. You're fake. Your belief in God is fake. You're, the day that you're choosing to worship God is the wrong day. Your Christmas culture is fake. It's not real. It's a lie. So that's what's leading you into this wicked and adulterous, lust-filled crap. You should be able to connect it up together. You should know what's right. You need to go back to the Lord and repent. You need to go back to the Lord and get it right. And you need to work on that relationship with your, with your, your wife. If you don't have a wife because you just turned her over to adultery, get her back. Start to honor her. Stop, stop looking around at all these other women and just look at your wife only. That's what you need to do. She's the only one. And even if she's a little bit overweight right now or she's, she's been working out, she's a little bit skinny or doesn't, whatever she is, she's your wife. She's the only one that, you, that there ever is going to be. That's the fight you should be having. It should be epic. Your relationship with your spouse should be like profound. People should be talking about it. It should be legendary love. But now you get all dried porno football culture. Dead, you get you get dead dead sex, just all lust drive. Every time you, know, you get a little bit of your your blood pumps from your brain down into your penis because you know. But you look at these commercials. Look at how the women. Somebody needs to set them aside and say, "Wife, stop wearing these black leotard pants everywhere. Stop showing off your body to the eyes of other men who aren't even your husband." If you're at home, wear the black leotards. Let your man see your beautiful body. Let him just want to walk up and just squeeze you because of how beautiful you are. But when you go out the house, cover that shit up. And then don't act like you're going to go to church on Sunday with an Easter egg and that you're going to be worshiping God. Because you're not. You're a liar. Stop lying. The people love to have this convoluted and kind of ignorant religious debate with me constantly about whether or not we're supposed to obey the commandments or we do have to obey the commandments or whether we're Judaizers or whether we're being brought under the law again. Are we being brought under the law again after we've been freed from our sins by the work of Christ? And this is just a convoluted, idiotic debate that people out there in the world just, it just sounds like Christianese. It just sounds like a bunch of ignorant foolishness. And that's exactly what it is because the Lord lived his entire life life by those commandments so that he could be worthy of putting his life, putting his own life down as a sacrifice to save all of us because we could not keep that law. We couldn't stop doing murders. We couldn't stop dishonoring our parents. And we couldn't stop from coveting after our neighbor's things. We couldn't stop ourselves, but he did. He fulfilled that law so that he could be the one that we point to now as the one who takes care of, of our sins. But that is after we arrive at Christ and we receive his work because we couldn't do it, and we receive his sacrifice to cover our hearts so that we can go to heaven, that doesn't mean we go back and start breaking the law. No, now it's even doubly more important than ever before after you receive Christ that you go and, and listen to that law and to do it not because it saves you or because you're under the law but because you love God and you, you, will, you will love his commandments and you'll be like King David constantly having the, the commandments and the law of God before your eyes and striving every day to do it to make sure you don't murder to make sure you don't steal to make sure you don't bear false witness and lie those are things you're trying all the time to do I, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I don't murder, steal, and lie aren't you? what's it got to do with Jewish law? what's it got to do with being a Judaizer or being brought back under the, the law of the Jews? that's got nothing to do with it 
God's law isn't the law of the Jews. God's law is God's law. And it's always going to be God's law. He's always going to be requiring that we don't murder, we don't steal, we don't lie. We recognize the Sabbath day is his day. And we had no other God before the living God. Those are the commandments. That's what's required for us. It's always going to be that. We just ten fingers, ten toes, ten commandments. You need to get used to it. Get used to going back and loving the law. And recognizing that that's what Christ walked perfectly for our sake. Because we couldn't do it. And we still can't do it. But we're going to try every day to tell the truth. And not to hate our, our, our neighbors or hate people around us. Because that's what leads to murder. We're trying not to steal but be honest. We're trying to do the commandments. We're trying to do our best to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That it's the Lord's day. It's not that hard to work out. So don't give me this crap about, I'm not going to be brought under the, the Judaizers of the law and the circumcision. Nobody's circumcising anything. But the point is that when you go today, baby, infant, boys in the hospital are circumcised not because of the law of God, but because it's healthier. It's a medical practice. It's better for them if they do it. It's better for the woman because it's healthier for her part, body parts later on. We do circumcision because it's clean. You don't have to make it religious. We, we do wise things because they're good. It's not about the Jews and the love of the Jews. I just get so tired of y'all people saying that and arguing that ridiculous debate. We have to get really back to the heart of this really simple but significant matter. And that is the process of duping the church into this holy communion age. And then they like to whip out these scriptures about what Jesus taught us to do holy communion and, and then hold up this cup and re remember this cup as I remember you. They do the whole thing. But what they fail to tell you, whether you're in the Roman church or the Methodist church, the Presbyterian church, they're really all coming down in this single formula of this holy communion. There is no such thing as holy communion. What there was was something called Passover. And it was the Passover Seder. And it was this once a year special ceremony that commemorated the historical event of God bringing his people Israel, which are symbolic of everyone in the world, but he chose this particular tribe of Israel to be his special people and to show all the other world, people of the world, all the other Gentile nations, even us now throughout history, he showed what it is to be in a covenant relationship with God. So these were the people that he led out of bondage and out of slavery and out of captivity because God was the, the one who was going to free them all from slavery. He was the one who ended slavery. He was the one who, who hated slavery so much and hated the bondage of people so much that he made sure he broke the back of Egypt. And this is what we call the Passover event. When the, the angel of death passed over G Egypt and many people died and the people of Israel were let go out of that captivity. And it really was the breaking of Pharaoh's stubborn heart that God broke Egypt and he broke Pharaoh and he set his people free. And this is the special supper. This is the last supper. It's not holy communion. It's a once a year date. It's an actual date on the calendar. We know precisely when this date occurs so that the, the, every year the Jews actually celebrate the Passover tradition and this was the exact time when Christ was crucified. This was the exact last supper that he was participating in where he said, do this like me. I'm doing this, you do it also. 
And this is what he did. He didn't have a special communion wafer and a little tiny cup of juice. And every single Sunday, they went into church and, 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 and had the Last Supper and practiced it like it's some kind of like ritual that we do every week. That's incorrect. Just like everything else with Romanism, Easter, Christmas, and all the other wicked holidays that the Vatican comes up with, the Holy Communion is bullcrap. Okay, so what you're witnessing is that Christ is showing his people, I am participating in this very important Passover dinner with you. And I'm, and I, and I'm exemplifying it, and I'm carrying that tradition on. So if we're going to say that we want our lives to be like Christ, and we want to represent and emulate the things that he did, then we need to understand what those things were. He didn't teach them to have a communion wafer and have a little glass of, of, of juice and, and do this in remembrance and me. He was letting them know that when you carry on the Passover, this isn't just for the Jews, for Jewish religion. This is for all people. The Jews are passing their tradition that they learned and that their experience they had in history with God and they're carrying on those practices and the, the remembrance of that throughout all time and we should participate with them just like Christ did. We should participate in those same exact holidays because we need holidays. We shouldn't just make up some frivolous Roman Saturnalia cult crap and practice it and try to slap Jesus onto it. We should actually practice the things that Jesus practiced. He practiced Passover. He did it fearlessly. He knew that they were going to kill him, but he did it anyway. And he said, do the Passover in remembrance of me because I am the Passover lamb. The lamb that they used in Passover was symbolic, but I'm the real Passover lamb. So you, 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 don't, you can't have this knowledge pass over you and get stuck in Romanism and going into church on the wrong day on Sunday with a little, little tiny plastic cup of juice. That is a fake and frivolous way to approach your Savior. That's a really ignorant and foolish way. Well, I go into the church and I sit in the pew and then there's the guy up there and this is what he tells me. You need to figure it out for yourself. You're the pastor and the priest. You're the king. Of, the, the, he's the king of kings. You're the little king. You're in, you're in charge of understanding this for yourself. So don't go and put it on the pastor. Those pastors are stupid. Okay, they're, they're practicing something. They have Christmas trees in their church. What kind of ignorant thing is that to do? Don't go into a church where they have Christmas trees in there, where they're worshiping Baal, and then act like, I don't understand how I got screwed up. You screwed up because you're not reading the scriptures and you're not doing what it says. Okay, so you have fallen away. This is how you've corrupted your, your relationship with the Lord. That's why you have no power with God. That's why your, your kids are becoming homosexualized and you're, 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 the debasement of your entire culture has taken place in your politics and in your economics and in every single way in the, in the, in the, the, the institutions of higher learning and in the news media is lying to you and your enemies are over there building huge warships. They're coming and aimed directly at you and in your harbor where your warships are at, they're being burned and, and subverted and, 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 and your military is being attacked from within and, you're, and, you're, and, you're, and over the Pentagon they have critical race theory that they're forcing on all the, the brigadier generals and it, your, cult, your culture is going down. It's time for you to look into your book, to go back to the Lord, look at the scriptures and find out what's going on. Do not practice these fallen practices. Do, do not practice rituals in church on the wrong day for the wrong reason to the wrong God. They're not like, the Lord has got to accept it. He doesn't have to accept it. You need to go back to the scriptures once again, just like Cain and Abel. God did not accept Cain's worship. 
He accepted Abel's worship, and he rejected Cain's worship. You are worshiping like Cain. God rejects your worship. It doesn't mean anything to him. It doesn't matter how many times you dance around or shake your tambourine or throw Federal Reserve notes into the plate. Your, all your money, all your worship, all your noise is corrupted if you will not do it the way that God requires. He requires you to remember the commandments that he commanded. The ten. The Lord said, don't come to my father when you're going to just cast off my commandments. Don't tell me that you love me if you won't remember my commandments. That's the words of Christ. Don't go and worship falsely and expect God to accept it. He's not going to accept it. 